In a world of relentless cinematic action, where violence is the only language, and only the baddest survive, four friends, a hard-boiled cop. Diving through the air, carrying two guns, chewing on a toothpick, while also carrying a baby, maybe even also covered in flour. A fearsome pirate. Worst super team ever. A vengeful ninja. Ghost, what are you gonna do after school? Do you wanna come and have a few beers? Now I'm gonna practice swords. And a streetwise renegade. The moment we find out that one of us here is an alien, I'm gonna get the shotgun out. And I don't give a fuck which one of you it is. We'll be united by cinematic fate. Their mission, to search for the meanest, sexiest, and coolest ultimate action hero in The Last Action Heroes Podcast. Avast me hearties and welcome aboard the good ship Tila, also known as the Last Action Heroes podcast, where today we set sail for pirate-infested waters with Gina Davis as Pirate Queen Morgan or Morgan Adams in search of her family's long-buried treasure in 1995's Cutthroat Island, a movie that is infamous for, indeed, and I must emphasize figuratively, cutting a few throats itself as it completely sank at the box office and completely scuttled the studio producing it. Even the main star and the director wanted to jump ship and leave, but were contractually obliged to finish it. So just how bad is this movie? Well, Combo! Puns <laughs> <laughs> forever! to find out. Sailing the seven seas with me is my ragtag crew of opinionators, all of them eager to hit us with their their best pirate impressions. Up in the crow's nest, we have our quartermaster, Blackbeard Leon. Ah, my internet might be a bit slow as I'm just downloading a Blu-ray rip of Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Amazing. And trimming the mainsail is our first mate, Black Dog Dan. I know I'm only a bluff old cove with no legs and a beard you could lose a badger in. <laughs> and bringing powder to the guns is our master gun of Black Rain Bjorn. Yar, shiver me whiskers and bring us a grog. <laughs> nice. Shiver my whiskers. Shake him real hard. His beard shakes off. And at the helm, trying to captain this unruly gang of misfits, is myself, Captain Flat Black Jesper. I see what you did there. Yeah, I see what you did too. Long time listeners will know what, what that, that reference was about. Also, a very special salute to our ship's cook, Niall, who works below decks doing all our sound uh, editing and making us all sound much better and hopefully a little less piratey than we deserve. Oh, shit, hold up. He did it for Terminator. Niall, hit us with your best pirate. <laughs> Get him yeah, on the spot again. <laughs> Come on, Niall. Yeah, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Yeah. And as always, we will be judging our potential action hero on style, charisma, nemesis, action, and overall movie. And through voodoo and black magic, also known as maths, we tally it all up at the end for a final score to see how our hero fares on our leaderboard. And speaking of leaderboard, last episode saw epic drama as long-ruling king of the board, Jack Burton, was dethroned and terminated by Terminator 2's T-800, who now rules supreme at the top spot. Can Pirate Queen Morgan or Morgan Adams reach high enough to challenge him slash it? Well, her movie did actually utterly bankrupt the studio behind Terminator 2, so let's see. It might bankrupt our podcast. One last note before we set sail. If you like what you hear, then please leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever else you get your podcast fixed. We would really appreciate it. It is your feedback that helps us get good. 
or get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at TL underscore Action Heroes or on Instagram at The Last Action Heroes. And you can even find us on LinkedIn now. So just search for The Last Action Heroes podcast and connect with us. <laughs> That's the nerdiest fucking plug ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> find us on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Cool kids now. <laughs> we are. <laughs> All right, Nicro, hoist the sails, button down your hatches as we sail forth to find the first marker on our treasure map, which is style. So, you think you've got style? No. (laughs) (laughs) A quick segue, as we hopefully know from any pirates in general, any pirate worth his or her salt would need a cool name, a gimmick of sorts, a ship with a fearsome name, and be famous for something daring do-ish. So throwing it to you, my ragtag crew, what's yours? Let's start with, uh, let's start with Dan. (laughs) I'm like, are you trying to think of one on the spot? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, uh, when I was a kid, uh, me and my sister uh, in primary school used used to have a bit of a reputation for not brushing our teeth properly. So they used Where to call the fuck me, is this going? They used to call me Death Breath Dan and my sister oh would my be Hellmouth Haley. So that's going to be my pirate name, Death wow. Breath Dan. Death Breath Dan. We have a pirate brother and sister with yeah. very questionable dental hygiene. I, I'm sure she's flattered that you've shared this. <laughs> well, she asked me to give her a shout out this episode. So there you go, Haley. Oh, there, there you go. You could always trust your brother. Hellbreath Haley, there's your shout out. Hellbreath Haley. Uh, yeah, I'd be Death Breath Dan uh, and my ship would be the Hellmouth. <laughs> Has to be, what's, your, what's your accessory? You need an accessory. Rum, for sure. Rum. Have, rum, just rum. constantly rum. <laughs> yeah, I'd have like rum on bottles on my shoulders and all that kind of shit. Nice. And what would be your daring do? Well, I'd sail the, uh, the, the high seas of Cornwall, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Three foot surf, north coast. Yeah, yeah. I'd just rob all the pasties. <laughs> Dan was prepared. Yeah, for sure. That was prepared indeed. Here's one I made earlier. <laughs> Continuing on in the same vein, uh, Leon, I'm curious to hear yours. Oh, uh, well, to be a truly great pirate, you need a great crew. I have no name, but I travel with sea dogs. Ladrona de Almas, the soul stealers. Snarling, scarred, violent animals. Soulless warriors gathered from battles around the world. Known throughout the Caribbean for speaking an unknown language. We strike fear into those we encounter. We exude the fragrance of threat, surrounded by flies as wildlife falls dead wherever we step. Our galleon, the phantom, travels fast and silent, shrouded in an icy cold mist. Once it appears, it's already too late. There are never survivors or their bodies, only the remains of empty merchant vessels drifting like ghosts of the Caribbean Sea. Or Captain Fancy Feet, because I got two peg legs and it looks like I'm dancing when I walk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I totally want a pirate movie about you. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Captain Fancy Feet. Bjorn, can you top that? <laughs> yeah, my pirate name would be uh, Bjorn Yellowbeard. <laughs> because nice. somebody's pissed in it. <laughs> we want to know why you got that name. <laughs> no, just my beard has a bit of yellow in it. Uh, <laughs> and my <laughs> my pirate ship would be uh, uh, Billy the Pirate Ship. It's <laughs> a uh, IKEA connection, so it's uh, self-assembled. <laughs> like an I- IKEA, because you're <laughs> Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> the IKEA. Yeah, the scourge of the seas. Flat, flat yeah. pirate ship. <laughs> pirate ship, yeah. And uh, my accessor would be a peg, but not on my leg. No, no, it should be a uh, fucking... Alan oh, Key. Alan Key, yeah. Uh, Alan Key, yeah Instead yeah. of a hook. <laughs> All right. Let's go with that one. <laughs> oh, wow. These are awesome. I totally want to see pirate movies of these. What's yours? What's yours, Esper? Okay, so mine. So my pirate name would be Poop Deck Pete. <laughs> Poop Deck Pete. <laughs> you the cleaner. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was playing around with this uh, pirate nickname generator because obviously, uh, why not? And uh, Poop Deck Pete came up and Classic. I had a little look because Poop Deck, that sounds, no, no, no way. But there actually is something on the old uh, wooden ships yeah, of man. yore mm. called a Poop Deck, which I, which I didn't know. So I thought, yeah, Captain Poop Deck Pete. My gimmick is I kill people with kindness. Uh, classic you. Kindness being my oversized uh, blunderbuss gun. <laughs> Each bullet inscribed with a nice comment, i.e. nice hat or lovely color brain matter or nice shade of red or such a soft heart. Boom, they call him kindness. My ship would be the pink flamingo, a floating party central, perfect for a distracting enemy. So half of crew would be partying while the other half would be sneaking on board uh, the, other, uh, the other ship and stealing treasure. Please tell me it has glitter cannons. Oh, yes. Oh, of course it has. Of course it has. <laughs> Our ship mascot is an actual pink flamingo that I sort of try to put on my shoulder, but because of the long legs, it keeps on falling off. <laughs> and my daring do is I once stole my own weight in gold teeth in a single raid. <laughs> I quite like this flamingo stood on your shoulder. It's about three foot higher than your <laughs> head. Just stood there. The only thing you ever see, like, it's just a pair the of legs, legs yeah. you know, because the rest of the bird is so high. Because they've shot it in anamorphic, so you never get to see the top of the, the flamingo. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like I say, there's so much potential in these pirate movies. It's that we have a lot of style here, but how much style does Captain Morgan Adams have? So, yeah, taking it way back down to the ground. Yeah, yeah this is way less fun. Yeah. <laughs> this is way less fun. <laughs> so, who wants to start? Gina Davis looks fine. That's that's my... Uh, <laughs> that's a good that, summary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are yeah. you hot for summary. Gina Davis in this? You hot for Morgan? Yeah, I think I have a yeah. weak spot for Captain Morgan. Yeah. Oh, do go on. Yeah, no. <laughs> Send some high scores coming from Bjorn. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure yeah, your wife yeah. is in the background of this Zoom call. <laughs> she got a knife there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she, she's, uh, you know, she has a lot of different, different uh, uh, outfits throughout the movie. Yeah. Well, she starts in the nude, obviously. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's funny you say outfits because they do feel like, like costumes. Costumes, yeah. Like I never get the vibe that she's an a real pirate she's yeah. like dressing up like a pirate that's what i kind of felt. i think in the end when when she has like six guns strapped to her waist and like yeah that sick. is a pretty cool look. that is pretty good you, look, you know yeah. gotta admit that yeah. she's one of the ones that made me laugh actually was uh she goes to port royal because they need to find somebody who speaks latin so it's a colonialist hub the pirates are hung there so obviously she's got to go in disguise and she dresses as a pirate <laughs> she turns up with a monkey on her shoulder it's like that screams pirate surely there's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of creepy upskirt shots for some reason yeah I noticed yeah, that too yeah, I noticed yeah. That too, yeah, yeah there's a lot of kind of focusing on specific areas there thighs boobs yeah <laughs> thighs boobs it's full on for the first half <laughs> I do admire her sort of uh, what's the word um, assets <laughs> fucking Albion calm down mate <laughs> <laughs> through me off there. What's up? What's up? What's up? Everyone's a little bit what? drunk already. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Yeah, we should put in a PSA that we're all drinking during this episode. Yeah, we, we all got a little bit drunk on rum, pirate style. It just felt, felt like the right thing to do. Yeah, also for you, dear listeners, we are recording this in uh, on a Sunday afternoon, so we're just desperately trying to keep the energy up uh, here. So, you know, whatever floats our boat. Or sinks it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so Leon, you mentioned that everything kind of looks a bit sort of... Pantomime. Yeah, I guess. Come at me. <laughs> That's it. This podcast. I, I think I can. So I was, I was actually going to say this in my summary of the whole thing, to be fair. But I feel like if you look at a modern pirate film, say like Jack Sparrow, that's an iconic pirate. Even in the pirate getup, you can recognize that character anywhere, but I don't feel that Morgan captures the same thing. It's felt like they've not evolved it into an iconic character. They've they've kind of dressed her in pirate garb and then like that's that's your lot. Like there's nothing that evolves it. 
yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, I was sort of coming at this quite similarly, and I, was, uh, and I was kind of thinking that it's, I mean, it's very hard now to not compare this to how uh, Jack Sparrow and Pirates of the Caribbean and everything that, because there, any opinion you might have on the movie, but the actual kind of set dresses and designs of the costumes of Pirates of the Caribbean is pretty epically spot on. Here, this is back in 1995. This is the first pirate film that came out <laughs> after a long hiatus of no pirates films like whatsoever. And I've said some, I've said something funny because no. No, they are completely out. Now. <laughs> the, this would never come through on the recording, but you delayed for a minute and then it all sped up really quickly for a moment. You said to like this with me. I didn't actually get that. But. <laughs> I think yeah, than I did. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Where were we now? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so I think from a similar angle to you, Dad, it feels like the look of a pirate, like in like in and of in and of itself, is pretty iconic already. And I think you would be hard pressed. Uh, it's not impossible, but you would be hard pressed to to do something that's more iconic than that. I think the likes of Captain Jack Sparrow, they definitely did. But I think it's also because they paid a lot of attention to this. Probably, I'm purely guessing here, but probably because they knew that they had to go up against Cutthroat Island, a movie that is infamous for being one of the absolute worst movies in history, apparently. I disagree with that, but we'll come to that later. So it kind of felt like they felt like they had to up their game on that. Wasn't this film like the reason that they didn't make any pirate movies for like until Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean? Yeah, to a point, but I think you need to challenge that a little bit because pirate movies... They weren't in fashion anyway, were they at the time? This was the no. first pirate movie in ages anyway, I think. In mm. ages, yeah. And apparently like, like pirate movies in general, they are a little bit of um, tricky one because there's so much cost involved in you know the costumes, the sets. You need to have the ships and um, ships and everything like that. So I mean, with Pirates of the you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know they clearly hit on something there. But I, I don't think it's fair to say that this movie kind of pun intended sunk the whole pirate movie uh, genre because it's never really been a genre as such. Um, you know, like pirate movies, they come around very like very very rarely. Um, but this one tanked really really badly. So I think that's why like like everyone's putting the blame on this one because it's, it's a little bit rubbish. But anyway, her costumes. <laughs> I think one of the problems with the costume is um, it's like uh, possibly historically authentic. But the trouble is that she actually gets changed so frequently. Does, there's yeah. nothing ownable. Like one minute she's in sort of like, um, I don't know what you call it, maybe like Long John's underwear. And then she's in these sort of red stockings and this pirate um, like long coat. And then she's dressed as something else in like a corset. So, you know, maybe it's it's accurate for the period, but there's nothing that you'd say is hers. If anything, I, I tried to define what it is, and it's white and red. Yeah. And wet a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. She spends a lot of time wet, which I'm sure Bjorn picked up. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're right. Like, you know, it all looks very piratey, and it probably looks very realistic, but I, but I think it's a good point. Like, there's nothing that it really kind of stands out. I mean, for me, it doesn't take me out of the illusion that this is a pirate movie. Like, they all look and act like pirates with everything that, the, you know, kind of everything that comes with that but it doesn't really do much more than that I, d I don't think they do dude one of my problems is i don't think they look and act like pirates at all really they're, yeah they're a bunch of fucking goody two-shoes that are acting uh, did you know i mean i know they are because it's a film but like what do they do that's piratey uh, plunder go out the treasure plunder shoot things with guns they're not bad they're not yeah i don't know <laughs> well morgan's crew is not bad because they are the good guys well, then why are they pirates they're good pirates. They're like the One Piece good kind of pirates. Pi pirates. Fuck yeah. off. Good Have pirates. you seen One Piece? Good pirates. You know? <laughs> he wants to be the pirate king, you know? He's a good guy. <laughs> it's weird. There's a pirate setting, but they feel more like 
what what would be the films like Indiana Jones maybe but that's something way better or yeah, like Romance in the Stone you know yeah. it's more like adventure adventurers than yeah. pirates yeah I feel like it's almost misleading them being pirates yeah I don't I mean I disagree with that and I'm sure that will come through <laughs> a lot um, here I don't mind pirates being you know good guy pirates you know I, I mean, fucking you do. want to <laughs> they're good guys but like they're also like they're pirates in the, like you know they, they will continue with pirating and like probably plunder that kind of stealing yeah they're they're the good guy, kind of pirates there there's a scale like the there's good kind yeah, of pirates yeah, there's, there's the evil pirates which is like the the, the dog crew pirates yeah pirate yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then pirates. there's this other pirates who uh, they're more uh, you know they're about the treasure getting the treasure but they're all still all about the money it's their job like they they're you know that's how they make a living yeah yeah Right. <laughs> Liam's not dignifying that with a response. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, you know that, that's their mo. Like they, they, you know, they're trying to get the treasure. I tell you where um where where she falls apart a little bit for me. And we compared her to Jack Sparrow a minute ago, which will probably happen a lot. But let's face it, Jack Sparrow is a fucking great pilot. Yeah, for better or worse, she doesn't have that glare of a person who's seen things. I feel like a pirate has been through some shit, man. And they've got this look behind their eyes, you know. They're a pirate. They've There's crime. There's awful things. They've been at sea battles. People have gone. You know, they've lost friends. But, but has she been a, a pirate up until this point? Like, she's been with her dad's yeah, she's, crew. she's renowned. She's wanted in the posters all over yeah, Port yeah. Royal. Oh, okay. She's probably yeah. served under her father, though. Yeah. He was the captain so, of the ship. So. Yeah, so she wasn't probably like the main... She was like a crew. Do you know, you know what I'm getting I at? I mean, her, right? her dad... Pirates, her, yeah, but her, her no. father is a pirate though like i mean he cuts off his own scalp to draw a treasure map like that's that's pretty pirate. <laughs> what, what? He cuts yeah, up his own scalp to draw a treasure. What? Did he stick it back on afterwards? You've just had it on. The treasure map is the scalp of. Yeah, of her you're dad. saying yeah. he cut it he off. Had it draw it well, she, he would have cut it off. He would have shaved his hair and then tattooed it on and then grown the hair back out. Before he died, he needed a biro. Quick, quick, quick. But she, yeah, she sculpted him to get the treasure map. I hope she let him die first. That would be fucking awful. Just sculpt your dad while he's dying. It's just. Oh, shut up. It wouldn't hurt for a bit. Dad, all you've ever done is moan. And even now on your deathbed, moaning. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, it's like the hair sticking out of that thing and, and everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty also, comment, what is this, like pigskin? It's like, no, yeah, close, but no. That's his bloody skull. <laughs> yeah. um, back on Morgan, I think for the first half, like, I don't really get much from her. And it's a shame because, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this over and over again in the podcast, but towards the end, she's suddenly really good. It's like, wow, you're a great swordsman. Like, you're great at actioning. And that just doesn't reveal itself for too long. And, you know, this is her style. She's amazing at the end, but for so much of this film, she's not. I think she's coming into her in, into the into her role as the captain. Yeah, right? I think that's kind of the, yeah. the intention. Because wow. when her dad her dad uh, dies and then she has she has to stay, uh, take over, like she's she's drinking, like she doesn't really want. She very much becomes like the reluctant leader, right? Yeah. And then she steps up and then kind of goes, "All right, um, I kind of have to do this." Um, I'm sure we'll get into this in charisma as well. One few things I just want to talk about on style as well before we probably need to button the hatches on this one and move on. What I like about her crew is that there's quite a diverse crew in terms of there's lots of different characters. You have her quartermaster, Mr. Blair, with those facial tattoos, and you have uh, Mr. Glasspool, who I actually quite like. I think he's um, think he's quite fun. Morgan. Um, and there's all these, yeah, there's all like this ragtag crew of all these kind of different characters, and I think that actually makes for a you know, pretty enjoyable crew to look at. They don't get much screen time or stuff to do, but yeah, I Kind of like that they're not all totally fully cookie cutter pirates there. Except so. for that kid. Uh, oh yeah, the Mr. Bowen there. Uh, like he would be what the cabin boy. Yeah. Um, I'd actually you know, support and, that in that 
I was quite disappointed in this film that there was not one arr, like pirate in the whole thing. Everyone was either American or... Yeah, I thought the crew were crap. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, there were American pirates, you know, there were pirates from everywhere, but you kind of expect to go into a pirate film seeing the stereotypical pirate and... That was interesting yeah. to see any. I never felt like any of them had gotten any kind of trouble. None of them, I don't know, none of them felt like they had pirate experience. <laughs> they, they float around on a boat well, maybe with they that, don't. But, yeah. Says in your CV here, you've got five years as pirate, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I can see you've only worked in retail. Do you think you're uh, suitable for this, this role? Maybe it's like the end of the pirate era where they're, they're kind of like, they're getting a bit woke. Woke pirates. Well, I believe it's saying like, what, 1600? So that's like right in the middle of the golden era of pirating. So Yeah, that's... Let's not go historical here, Dan. <laughs> Anything else on style? Yeah, she's got a fucking pirate ship. <laughs> yeah. It's called the Morning Star. And I don't know why. The Morning Star, it, I don't know. Just, that to me doesn't feel piratey like at nah, all. It's rubbish. Kind of like it feels like it's the ship of a crew of goody two shoes. This is what I'm fucking saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. And at the end, she says, hoist the flag. And the Jolly Roger they hoist looks like it was drawn by a three year old. It is the worst skull and crossbones I have ever seen. Pirates, you know, they're not exactly known for their artistic merit. You know? I have a trivia on that. Her flag, her skull and crossbones, is actually a replica of the fag that was uh, flown the f- by... The fag? The yeah. fag That's that was flown by Calico Jack, who was a famous pirate, and one of the only pirates who would allow women on board, uh, who then gave over his captaincy... I'm saying, walk, walk pirates. Yeah, walk pirates. <laughs> who then gave over his captaincy to Mary Reed and Anne Bonny. Correct. Who ended up together. They did, yeah. And yeah, it kind of feels like Morgan's a little bit of an amalgamation of those two characters. I mean, again, they're definitely not striving for historical accuracy here. But, you know, I think you sort of recognize some elements of them there. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. All right. This is where it starts to get really tricky because we have to do a summary of our scores here. And we're not going to do the whole thing of uh, picking someone who then picks someone because that's just too strenuous. We tried that. It's not going to work. So, Dan, why don't you give us oh, uh, your thoughts on style here? <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. So I'm going to say, you know, Morgan Adams can part with the best of them and she does for the most part kind of look good doing it as Leon says with the, the fighting and everything she, by the end of the film she kind of proves herself she commands her own pirate vessel has a monkey on her shoulder more than happy to muck in with the crew getting stuck in with fist fights swinging a cutlass and swinging into adventure uh, but as I said earlier stylish a pirate uh, as, stylish, as stylish as being a pirate is, um, her look doesn't ever evolve into anything really that is very iconic um, so for me that's going to be about a three a three Bjorn, over to you sexy pirate Gina Davis Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, sorry, she pull, uh, I think she pulls off the pirate look for sure. But as Dan said, there's nothing really icon- iconic about her that makes her stand out. But, you know, she definitely looks like a pirate. For me, it's a three. No, she fucking doesn't. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Leon. Morgan is, she's okay at jumping around and she reveals some solid sword skill towards the end. But mostly she's a forgettable faker. 1.5. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> right, so we've got two threes and a 1.5, uh, and I'm going to round this off. So quite similar to what I think Bjorn and Dan's been saying, scene one pirate, you can't see them all. The look of a pirate itself is quite iconic, so trying to develop a unique style where that look is, although not impossible, uh, it's still very challenging, and it's not really coming together for Morgan Adams here. To me, it still feels authentic, functional, and believable um, enough, but she would not stand out at the last action hero's fancy dress ball. Also, her ship, the Morningstar is too much of a goody two-shoes name. You need something way more pirate-like. So totally a score of three for me. Just on the Morningstar. The Morningstar is actually another name you can use for Satan, but she should have just called the ship Satan. That sounds better. The Satan. The Satan. <laughs> the Satan. That's a fucking pirate ship. What? That is a pirate exactly. ship. Yeah. The Satan. Wow. 4.5. Wait, is that you adjusting your score, Leon? <laughs> it's me scoring you, Dan. Oh. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> right. Now on to the next marker on our treasure map, which is Charisma. Who needs friends anyway? 
Well, Morgan Adams needs friends. <laughs> you know. Yeah, she does need friends. I really must visit this shop again when I have some time. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hated that line so bad. That's a bad line. I agree. So I want to dwell on this a little bit. These lines here. Yes, they're weird and awkward and really strange. We're, we've basically returned to that era, Jesper. It's like AI writing. You know, where none of it really makes sense, but they sort of string together his sentences. She's basically chat GPT. That's a yeah. pirate name. That's, her, that's the name of her ship. Yeah. Chat, chat GPT. GPT. <laughs> I mean, and it's funny because I picked up on this, like uh, going back and re reading some of the reviews from when it came out back in 95. And there's a lot of people who still pick up on that. The dialogue is really weird and strange, everything like that. And I'm, and I'm like, is it really that much yes. that it totally gets in the way of your enjoyment of the... Uh, Enjoyment, like off the film? Yes. Really? yes. I, I don't, no, I don't think it is. Yeah. I don't think it is. No. no, I don't think it is. I'm with you, just Well, neither of you are native English speakers. <laughs> so take that. <laughs> oh, 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 he's going there. He's going there. Oh, right. Oh. Okay. Some, uh, well, yeah. dad is only half, you know, being half pirate himself already. So yeah, take that. <laughs> and I don't speak English very well anyway. <laughs> it's just that it's mostly like meaningless. It's just words. And you're uh, like, what's that got yeah. to do with anything? Some of it's a bit random, for sure. Some of it is yeah. random, for sure. Yeah, the the some of it is very like ah, now we're reading lines, you know, like uh, we're thespians. <laughs> but uh, but some of it, I think, you know, it's it's endearing. It's Holy dialogue, Virgin! Yeah. It's yeah. Harry's blessed head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how they that's talk. How they back talk. Yeah, <laughs> you have <laughs> lovely feet. Pirates. I'd really like to wash them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, that was, that's your pickup line, mate. Jesus. No, but that was that was written on the. the Oh, that wasn't written on the on the thing. No, yeah. no, okay. no, that, that was, was uh, that okay. was sure trying to ah, in, trying to impress sneaky. her. But what you? I just said that to your wife. Or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and that hey, didn't some work. people are into that. Don't let's not let's not kink shame here. <laughs> so I tried to put this into Google Translate because obviously I don't speak Latin and anything. But whatever it is that he's saying is not "I want to wash your feet." Anything you know, he's clearly just trying to you know uh, impress her with some gobbledygook, um, and it seems to work. Do you know what cracks me up about that scene? They've gone there because no one speaks Latin. She asked him to say something Latinish. He says that. Glasspool suddenly reacts like motherfucker. He obviously speaks Latin. Why are they there? <laughs> well, Glasspool does. Yeah. He understood what Shaw said. How do you know that? Does he? He reacts to it. His, the look on his and face. He basically just shrugs. Didn't he look at her like, I have no idea what you're saying? I don't know, man. It looks like he knew what he said to me. He's like, like watch it again. See what you think. <laughs> I think you're reading into this a bit too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was more like a, a more like a Pulp Fiction moment. And he was like, no, no, you never rub another woman's feet, man. Think of a foot rub. <laughs> it wasn't the Latin. It was the whole yeah. foot rub thing. It was, he was like, what the fuck? Oh, all right. So it's a very veiled reference to Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction Must then. be. Ah, I see. Yeah. Or, or Pulp Fiction is making a very veiled reference to... Uh, Pirate fiction. Uh, I mean, if, I mean, if Quentin Tarantino saw this in the cinema, he must have been losing his shit. Like, Fucking oh, man, feet. That, his, his last film has to be a pirate film, surely. I, it must be. It must be. It would be Come so on, Quentin. I know you're listening. <laughs> no, look, I've given a, a million ladies a million foot massages and they all meant something. So. <laughs> right, I think we're wearing way off track here. Uh, so bring it back to charisma. Constant quips, but terrible dialogue. Why don't they shut the fuck up? Why are they always talking? Right. A good, like, 
you know, they want to be adventurers and adventurers quip, but they never say anything like endearing to each other. There's an action scene happening and they're con- constantly fucking talking. They just won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> but never anything of any value ever. And, you, and you're never watching and go, ha, 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 that was a funny quip. These guys. I think a lot of this comes down to simply just the chemistry between Gina Davis and especially Matthew Modine, who plays Shaw, yeah. just does not work. Private like, Joker. Yeah. Not at all. I think it's also like the fact that he they're trying to play him as the comic relief and all of his lines are just, mate, I would have just kicked him off the car ages ago. Like, they should have had the director, Rennie Harlin, uh, play the role because they ended up getting married. So maybe there would have been some yeah. more chemistry there. <laughs> I actually think that Shaw as, uh, Shaw, as a character, I actually think he works better than Morgan Adams. And I think that Matthew Modine, he actually puts in a pretty okay performance, but it's just not really working with those two. I mean, I actually think it's down to Gina Davis, unfortunately, just putting on a very wooden performance, like yeah. having read up on this movie and the history behind it and basically how her and Rennie Harlan just did not want to be there. They didn't want to do this movie. I think that really shines through in mm. her performance there. It's a very unbalanced performance. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly. I think in terms of her having to, you know, make this character of Morgan Adams be believable as a, you know, pirate queen and a captain and a commander. I think she just, she does just about enough to make me believe in the character, but definitely not more than that. Yeah, again, there's just no real chemistry there with Shaw or anyone, really, you know, which I think is a shame. Mm. I mean, my problem is I don't believe in the character. When it comes to charisma in particular, I just don't believe in the character. Anything about her. She's not a crook, a sneak, a liar. She's just, oh, 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 quip, quip, quip. (laughs) Pretend I'm drunk. Oh, piss off. Uh. <laughs> I mean, again, she's no, she's no Jack Sparrow or Jack Burton or Jack Burton either. You know. Any Jack, <laughs> any Jack, really. One thing I would say that I do actually like um, about her, not uh, not the performance, but sort of Morgan Adams as a as a character, is that I like, and again, this goes against what you want in a pirate movie, Leon. But I like that she treats her entire crew with respect. You know, uh, Mr. Glasspool and Mr. Blair. She even acknowledges the, the cabin boy as Mr. Bowen, mm. which I think is uh, endearing. She does. You're right. And until the end when they've got all this treasure and she's like what do we do now and like you know let's go in this and her quartermaster's like well actually I quite fancy taking up farming like I want to retire and she's like ha fuck you we're going to Madagascar <laughs> <laughs> finally <laughs> so some real pirate strength yeah <laughs> they're just saying that to wind her up though like they actually want to go pirating no, he totally wanted to be a farmer. Look at his eyes. He's like, he's oh, got he's a dream. So di- he's so disappointed. Like, and you know, like <laughs> if there ever was a sequel, then it would probably be him like doing the <laughs> mutiny and everything like that. Yeah. Because no, I want to go do farming. Like, even the way Bjorn said that then, that's kind of my gripe with this film. They want to go pirating. Let's go pirating. <laughs> Come on, Harry. <laughs> Come on, friends. Let's go and do pirating. Pirate, pirate friends. It's what they do. It's what they were born to do. It is not. It is. Like, he's not going to be a farmer. He's a pirate. He's, you know, no one's going to hire him with that face tattoo. He's <laughs> <laughs> not going to, no, mate, you're right. Yeah, it's like, no, you're definitely not a farmer. You should try pirating. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I don't have enough experience, but he's only got two years. <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah. Is there anything more to say on charisma? No, of course there fucking isn't. <laughs> I thought as much. So let's do a quick summary here and, uh, and sort of get to something, hopefully a little bit more enjoyable uh leon why don't you uh, kick us off i've got a feeling this this one's going to be short and sweet yeah look i don't care about morgan or her quest for some treasure she won't shut the fuck up and the majority of what she says is painful to listen to she irritates me one <laughs> <laughs> wow um, um let's balance this up a little bit so bjorn sexy pirate gina davis oh <laughs> come on <laughs> i don't know man I mean, she, she, you know i think she's charming i think she's you know she she's uh, there's a you know she's 
She's a bit, she just talks a, a you know, bit. A bit you know, Ooh, she, where are you going? But she makes it <laughs> in other avenues. Yeah. Um, no, but you know, like I think, I think, yeah, I think she has some charisma. Like it's, it's not completely wooden. But yeah, I, I would say uh, a two would be apt for charisma. I like that when he talked about charisma, it was actually, oh, she's sexy too. <laughs> well, I mean, she, has sex, she has sex appeal, which is charismatic. Come on. She's got really sexy charismas too. <laughs> Moving on. Dan, why don't you hit us with your score? Sexy pirate Gina Davis. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think, I think the fact that we've got a, a film with a, a female lead and, you know, a female pirate should be kind of something that is a, as a positive for this film, especially uh, with pirates, um, you know, where women were considered bad luck and all this stuff. So I think that's something that's cool that's going for it. And I do, kind of like that they do try to give her this hero's journey as well so you know there are moments where she's wily tenacious courageous she sculpts her own dad which is pretty badass um but as we said unfortunately it's just it's just an unbalanced performance from gina davis you know and this is weird dialogue weird one-liners and it just kind of disrails quite a lot of it which is a shame so yeah for me it's a two as well I feel validated. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) Awkward. For me, Morgan Adams, pirate queen, captain of men, commander of ships and wielder of swords and guns. She has all the makings of a great action hero, yet the character becomes somewhat hampered by a surprisingly stiff and wooden performance by Oscar winner Gina Davis, who just feels like she just doesn't want to be there. She does just enough to make me believe in Morgan Adams as a character, but not much more. And her relationship with Shaw and everyone else is just really dry and square and awkward. As a character, she doesn't develop much either. Um, I find that there isn't much, if any, meaningful journey of personal discovery other than treasure. So for me, it can't be more than a two either. I thought you were going to defend it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my hot take on this film is that uh, Trotter is actually the main character. He has the real ju- hero's journey. Trotter! <laughs> oh, he has some, yeah, he has that's a hero's journey. Really good point. Yeah. yeah. And a lovely <laughs> smile. And a lovely smile. And a lovely smile. (laughs) Trotter. 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 Should we just keep saying that for the next three minutes? Trotter. (laughs) Speaking of Trotter, it's time to move on to Nemesis. Looks like you got beef. Dog. Dog. I thought dog oh, was pretty fun. Oh, Frank Langella. I like Frank Langella. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a good villain. How much yeah. do we love this guy? <laughs> he plays a good villain. He really does. He really does. You kind of feel like he, you know, walked onto set and was handed the script and gone, oh, so this is Masters of the Universe, you know, all over again. <laughs> yeah. Screw it. I'm just going to have fun with it. Frank Langella apparently has said that there's three favorite roles he's done in his lifetime. One is Skeletor and the other is Dog. I heard that, yeah. That's two, Dan. I don't know what the other one is. <laughs> he doesn't care about the third one. And he generally <laughs> seems to be the only one who's having a lot of fun here. So that makes Gina Davis a He-Man then. <laughs> Dolph, Dolph well, Lager. yeah, that's not too far wrong, is it? <laughs> Just going to walk around here, say some lines. <laughs> Dolph Davis. Disappear for half of the movie. Turns out half naked. <laughs> got a sword while everyone else has got a gun. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, Weird. So many references. Yeah, so where are we on Nemesis on Captain Dog? I don't want to keep bringing it down, but but legit, I thought he was a little bit too good looking. Again, for a pirate, you know, I'm thinking <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little bit he's, too good looking. He's a bit he's clean a smooth cut. He's a bit he? clean, yeah. <laughs> and again, he's meant to be like a, a mean bastard. And I think pirates are li- meant to be a little bit like grisly, bit grimy, bit, you know, dangerous and threatening. But actually, he's quite sort of suave as he walks That's around. That's kind of a gripe I have with the whole film, though. So, like, I should, probably should have mentioned this in the style, really. But, like, when when, uh, when Morgan is, is changing costumes, uh, you know, to go undercover and stuff, her hair's immaculate. It's like, yeah. they've yeah. obviously got a salon on the pirate ship or something. Like, lovely teeth, lovely nails, lovely hair. Like, you know, mm. they can make money just going on the high seas and giving everyone, like, manicures and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's actually what I, f- I meant earlier about, like, costumes and pantomime is it never quite feels grounded it's like everyone's dressing up and everyone looks good they're like darling i'm a thespian let me dance around and be a pirate (laughs) um, they're never actually a fucking pirate and yeah i felt like that with dog like i don't dislike the guy but he's a little bit clean cut 
little bit handsome yeah. and yeah it's got a badass sword though yeah, yeah it's got yeah, a fucking cool sword it does yeah he kind of to me he kind of reminds me of like a biker who's a pirate feels like he's got this kind of biker look to him like you know he's not wearing like you know big you know flowy outfits or anything like that you know he's wearing a vest and you know he's got these uh, leather it's like Bennett, Bennett from Commando <laughs> <laughs> oh he just needs a crochet vest crochet vest yeah. brilliant I tried to know here that uh, dog brown makes him feel like a rap star so <laughs> it does dog. actually hey dog isn't there a rap star called yeah. something like that who and then yeah but he's also kind of very kind of comic book character right you know the grisly voice and uh, you know the mean and uh, mean attitude or slash very efficient management style um we need less mouths yeah Bang. well that that yeah. whole slash thing you just said i think that's that's a bit weird as well he he's like a split personality on occasions he's like a grizzly pirate bang you're dead and then other times he's like this sort that's of... what i like about him he's this intense guy but under the surface you know there's something kind of bubbling and when it goes he's just this wonderfully theatric fucking ha ha like fucking yeah. <laughs> i love it i love it yeah. <laughs> it cracks me up who wants to die first yeah. <laughs> he's good at shouting yeah, yeah. oh yeah for sure i feel like i feel really like he, he wants morgan to be a, a real pirate like a like a, a bloodthirsty pirate who like joins him and goes, uh, you know, killing people. Like, that's his... He is her uncle and he wants her to be like him, essentially. Morgan, in sweet memory of bouncing you on my knee as a little girl, oh, I'm going to creepy. ask you just one time for your daddy's map. <laughs> what? So, <laughs> the so fuck creepy. does that so, even mean? It's so creepy. He's got total fear of missing out, isn't he? Oh, yeah, like, he's, he's got total fear. He's going to kill all his brothers to get their maps because they didn't give him one. Exactly, like, exactly. <laughs> But, yeah. it's, but it's kind of uh, funny for what you're saying there, because it does kind of feel like he's totally so utterly disappointed in his own family. Like he probably, like you, Leon, feels like these aren't the real pirates. You know, they're all a bunch of goody two-shoes, yeah. Yeah. you know, wet fish and everything like that. And I'm the only real pirate. And, you know, let's go show them how it's actually done. Arr. I mean, Mordecai is not even a pirate. Like he's some kind of, what is he? Yeah. I, <laughs> retired, retired barkeeper or something like that. Yeah. You know, he doesn't drunk. even look that very pirate, just drunk washed up has been or something like that speaking of Mordecai there uh, so I read an interesting bit of trivia here that Mordecai the character of Mordecai was originally going to be played by Oliver Reed who's like this hey, uh, nice. a drunk pirate <laughs> yeah the original Hellraiser uh, drunk pirate and uh, so Oliver Reed was hired and doing scenes but he actually ended up getting fired because he ended up getting into a bar fight and mooning uh, Gina Davis so they had to throw him off the set yeah oh, that's man. Oliver Reed for you uh, I have another funny trivia about him Oliver Reed as well uh, apparently uh, drunkenly at one point they suggested that he, oh, Oliver Reed suggested Black Harry should have the map tattooed on his cock rather than just <laughs> 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 cut his oh, foreskin right. off at the end <laughs> back on Dog right he feels like the only character in the whole film who actually feels like effective and real to me yeah. everyone else feels a little bit acty but mm. Dog it's like yeah. oh no he feels like he's got a purpose in this film mm. and like again you know it also feels like you know he's the only one that's um, you know Frank Langella like he's the only one that's actually going going full in and having some actual fun with it yeah. and, um, and, uh, and like you say like he's the one that has an actual purpose and he's full-on razor sharp on that purpose and you know family or whatnot he will crush kill and maim and destroy like anything and everyone that kind of gets in his way there so I, I feel like we said exactly the same about masters of the universe yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. he carries yeah. these shit films he's a scene stealer man yeah he just chews the fucking scenery up he just takes these roles and he yeah, takes just... his uh, profession seriously both in character and as an, as an actor right? yeah that's totally, yeah. totally. They've gone on to his motive as well. We, I mean, we also, fucking pirates. We're well, fucking we also pirates. find out later that he's trying to clear his Let's own go name. Let's fucking so. pirating. 
Sorry. <laughs> he isn't going pirating, man. He's acting his way across balconies, yeah. rolling up his sleeves, darling. Let me be a pirate for a while. But, you know, we also yeah. find that actually, like, he's working with the colonialists and he's going to give them half this treasure so that he can clear his name and become a, a proper... So, he's, you know, he's, he's going to retire by the sounds of it. So. Well, there's actually one line... I, I've, I think he's a bit of a prick, but he mentions... Yeah, once that he wants to become the governor of Jamaica. Yeah. And I think that's a cool pirate ambition. That's oh, yeah. the kind of shit you want from a pirate. I'm going to be governor of Jamaica. Like, fuck all <laughs> yeah. you people, man. Yeah. Ambition. I need a certain style. Trotter. 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 Pirate goals. Pirate goals, indeed. <laughs> uh, it's on his Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> governor of Jamaica, motherfucker. Hashtag pirate life. That, but that's not really a pirate, though. Like, a pirate is like, you know, freedom, like the open seas. It's not power, like, man. Being a money and power. No, power, no, money, power. He's going to rule Jamaica. Yeah, but it's like fucking getting into government. You have to like, you know. No, no. He's going to rule Jamaica. We're not talking about government. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Or votes or voice yeah, of the people. Wor- or he's working like with the government. It will be rum swigging pirates swinging yeah. from chandeliers. Yeah. That's not a real exactly. That's not a real pirate. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> it's not. It's not a real pirate, man. Oh, pirates! They want to go into politics yeah. and you know do good for the people. The fuck yeah. Yeah. And on the back of every cigarette packet, I'm going to put bleeding gums so they all know to stop smoking. What's <laughs> 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 the health and safety measures on the ship? Yeah. Gerald slipped over last week. Now he's got a peg hip. Uh, where were we? You were going to speak of the ship. His ship. What was his ship called? The Reaper. Oh, Jesus the Reaper. Christ. The Reaper. The oh, Reaper. Shit the Grim that? Reaper. The Reaper. And what? it's a really pretty it's ship. Than the fucking oh, come on. Look. It's better than the Morning Star. Yeah, but they on. look the it's same. It's red and everything. It's not got cobwebs on it. It's not broken. There's no ghost pirates. The sails aren't torn. There's oh. no Jolly Roger. It's this really lovely, clean merchant ship called the Reaper. Like, how fucking the on Grim the nose Reaper. is that? Thank you Reaper. Very much. No, it's just <laughs> called the Reaper. Wankers. Fuck off. Uh, Should we call the sweeper, eh? The sweeper. (laughs) (laughs) The reaper. Piss off, mate. You are not the reaper. Have you seen Blackbeard? He's the fucking reaper. Not this twat. (laughs) Right, dog. What's your ship called? The Reaper. Piss off, mate. No, the Queen Anne's Revenge, that's for sure. Hey, well, here you go <laughs> with your pirate history. I see you. Uh, I see you. Well, that's Dan's family history. Yeah, so, yeah, no, it's my granddad, well. mate. Granddad, <laughs> mate. The Reaper. You watch your language. All right, let's uh, wrap this one up then. Let's start with you, Bjorn. And you can't say sexy female no, pirate Gina Davis. No, you can if you want. <laughs> sexy male and Frank. <laughs> I think he's a, he's a decent villain. I think, you know, you root against him. He's, you know, he, he has bad ambitions. Bad ambitions. Bad. <laughs> so I think you know it's a it's a solid three uh, as a score as a nemesis. You know you're rooting against him. I think that's my main thing. Like you you want him to lose, right? And he takes a cannonball to the stomach. He doesn't survive it though. No. <laughs> it's a decent it's a decent death. Scene. It's a decent death. Yeah, as far as death goes. <laughs> and a decent score three. Leon. Nice one. Leon. Leon. Oh, oh that took over. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Get back. Worst timing. I was just drinking. Really? Um, you've been doing that the whole way through right? yeah I'll be honest I'm feeling a little bit drunk right now we all have Um, Dog Dog the Bounty Hunter Douglas Dog we should should do Dog the Bounty Hunter that would be way more fun they're fucking action heroes him and Beth so Dog has moments of promise and a really good sword but something about killing Morgan's dad something about treasure something about something 1.5 1.5 wow I'm I'm sending 
sensing a bit of a score theme here coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dan, over, over to you. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I mentioned uh, back uh, midway through that he had a name like a rap star. So I've done something a little bit different for my summary here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're going to do a rap song for us, Dan. I'm going to do a rap for you guys. Oh. <laughs> so I'm a pirate, yo. Got a whole damn crew. I kill Black Harry and I kill my niece too. My name's Dougie B and my ship is called the Reaper. Got a sword like a bread knife and I'll kill you in your sleep, yeah. Clap you in chains, tie your feet to an anchor, watch you sink to the depths, because I'm a fucking... Boom, boom. And I'll leave it there. <laughs> What's the score? Three. <laughs> oh, man, that was epic. Oh, that yeah. was epic. Like, that was going straight onto the social media. I can't believe none of that was planned. <laughs> like, that was going straight onto our LinkedIn. Dan Doggy Dog. Dan Doggy Dog. The D-Dog. <laughs> That's what us uh, West Country boys rap like, you know. <laughs> Southwest style. West side. <laughs> I can't even top that. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> Just throw a number out. <laughs> so mine's more of a bit of an, uh, what do you call it, like a ode uh, to Frank Langella. Oh, Frank Langella, uh, how do we love thee and our wonderful over-the-top performances? <laughs> it is really hard to find. Who loves playing bad guys as much as he does? Every good action movie needs a good bad guy. And one dimensional flat and cookie cutter comic book villain, though he might be, Langella still delivers good, but good bad guy and dog. Like his portrayal of Skeletor, Langella. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we just railroaded him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, What's the score? Uh, yeah, it's a 3.5. Oh. Again, like Len, uh, like Frank Langella here, he makes uh, he makes an art form out of playing bad guys. And just like with Skeletor, he probably didn't get much to work with. So he just went, fuck it, I'm just going to have fun with it. And the result is an entertaining villain who you want to meet a grisly demise, um, like Dron was saying. And he does. And that's what makes a good action movie bad guy in my book. So yeah, 3.5. Imagine nice. if he'd actually been Skeletor in this film. How sick would that have been? <laughs> oh, <laughs> On a ship called the Reaper. The Reaper. Yeah. Yeah. On a ship called the Reaper. <laughs> Been oh. cool. Like that actually would make a lot more sense. Then. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a four point five. That would have been yeah. a four point five. Yeah, like Dan. <laughs> I'm throwing around 4.5 as if anyone wants one <laughs> I think that Dan's the one that's got to end up with most of the scores here um, tonight Dan's got to make it onto our leaderboard <laughs> we should do an episode doing each of us I, I do still fun. yeah I'm still behind that <laughs> see where we stand in the leaderboard oh my god yeah I'm going to be so far down really nice glasses though Jesper oh cheers thank you you're welcome right we've got two action set pieces show me the action so action here, we sort of divided it up, or I have divided it up, and uh, well, there isn't much more than this. So we have the chaos in Port Royal, chaos in Spitalfields, and then we have the final battle part one, which is all cannon fire and boarding, and the final battle part two, which is all Morgan versus Dog. Let's start at Port Royal. So I like the fact that we're only 20 minutes into the movie and we already have a big action set piece, you know, full on explosions and everything uh, like that. So that's all good in my book. Okay, and the next scene? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're one hour into the podcast, so... You yeah, know. so one hour, in, yeah, one hour into the podcast, and uh, we're only just gotten to the actual... Look, yeah. I, I apologise, because I'm a little bit drunk, and I don't want to bring this down. <laughs> I'm a little bit drunk. A little bit drunk. Uh, the, the problem I do have with these action scenes, right, I think that um they're they're really well set up and they're actually really well executed and they look quite cool and the sets are cool and the explosions are cool. I think a problem is that and this was a problem I personally had, when you really don't give a fuck about the people 
in the action scenes, it actually makes it a lot harder to enjoy them. Because I'm like, yeah, things are blowing up and things are getting short and things are exploding. But these two quipping pricks in the middle kind of drag <laughs> yeah. it back down for me a little bit. And it's a shame because visually it's like, what? This is cool as fuck. It's, it's like if you're, in, if you're into wrestling or, or MMA or anything like that, you, you want to care about the, the fighters. Like you want their backstory, yeah. you want their ambition. So, so it, it is important for any action or fight scene that, that, you, that you're rooting for someone, right? So maybe... A bit lacking in that department. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I mean, I think that's a fair point. That you know, when you put characters into utter chaos uh, like this, and you know, just in this one action set piece here, you know, we have, um, you know, we have explosions. We have them being fired upon by a massive broadside from a ship. We have them racing down uh, the avenues in a horse and carriage uh, race, and bullets are flying and everything like yeah, that. Man. All of that is really well done. Like mm. there's some really it's impressive yeah. there's some really impressive camera work there. But you're right. Like if you're not fully invested into the characters, it does actually kind of shave off a little bit of the enjoyment um, of it. And you're right. I think that is a general issue throughout all the action set pieces. Also, yeah. we, need, um, we need to talk a bit about the stunts in, in this film because <laughs> there's there's a, they're a bit unrealistic, <laughs> to say the least. They are, but they're also all genuinely performed by people, which is yeah. quite fun. Yeah. Yes. And, and, I, mean, I mean, and that's one thing we like about like these kind of old films. So, like, you know, you have actually stuntmen doing actual stunt work and falling down st scaffolding. The problem is like, it's so kind of unrealistic to see them falling down like seven stairs. Yeah, I don't buy that, man. I'm sorry, but you can't say unrealistic stunt work um, because that's what all stunts, especially like in an, in any kind of action movie, is like. You know, we take John Wick uh, for instance. You know, yeah. he gets you fucking off. keep his name out of <laughs> your mouth. Full, you know, a hotel. <laughs> three, five stories down Le and Leon is he dying walks away. talking about John Wick 4. <laughs> oh, seriously. No, no, let go. Jesper, we've been doing this for years now and I've been waiting for you to embrace the rage. Let it consume you. <laughs> go up your own. Go on, fucking hell. Let's do it. Go on, Two tell him. Enter, one man leave. Go on, Jesper, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. tell him. Because reading through the reviews of this, there were quite a few I noticed that called out these unrealistic stunts and it's like, this is cinema. Stunts are supposed to be unrealistic you know you have like indiana jones and everything that and the crazy stunts that but they don't do put them in slow motion at least come on like at least make it like a, john woo a, can know. do it yeah you know, I john mean, woo can i'm do gonna it, support but... you there yes because the whole point of a film is that you yeah, know it's supposed too. to be suspension of belief disbelief yes completely you're supposed to be seeing something that is unachievable in life yeah yes, there exactly. are people that fail to grasp that and go into a film and think well that was unrealistic like yeah. it's not supposed to be realistic this is a stylized representation of the world like, but when you put it in slow <laughs> yeah. motion it just becomes so clear that it's fake right that's what we i should get drunk more often. Listeners, let us know on social media. Is this good or not? It takes you out a bit from the suspense when you yeah, put it in slow motion. Like. I very strongly disagree uh, with fine. that. Like. No, it's not fine. Go on, Bjorn, go on. <laughs> oh, the Danish, the Danish people. Right Fuck, here. Yeah, this mm. Fuck it. Yeah. I'll, I'll step in. So there are some cool stunts. Like they drag these two people on a crane way up into the sky and then they crash down through scaffolding. There's this awesome bit on the carriages where she jumps off the carriage, sprints through. Ooh, this is a lovely shop. I should return sometime. And then rolls back down the order yeah. and lands in the carriage. It's That's like cool. there is sick action set pieces. Yeah, totally. But why the fuck do the Navy fire cannons at their own On a port. civilian port. Yeah. yeah, I thought that. What's going on there? Mad explosion, shit going everywhere, but I'm like, hold up. Someone's getting fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Someone was getting a bit too eager for that bonus there. <laughs> Again, un, you know, that's unrealistic, I would hope, even back then. Like, you know, hopefully the commanders of the warships, they knew slightly better than fire like on a civilian port. 
But again, I'm fine with that. It's explosions, it's stuff blowing up and everything. And yeah. I'm just sitting there going, whoa, you know, and also, how the fuck did they do this? This is in 1995. Oh, I think we've always been able to blow stuff up, mate. Since <laughs> cavemen, we've been able to blow shit up. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Um, should we go on to the next action well, scene? This to, one's it's shit. going to drop one of my favorite <laughs> moments in that scene, actually, though. It isn't even part of the action. It's the Colonius guy. And he's like, that's my bloody courage. I'll have that back. <laughs> Thank you. You get off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also that moment where they are charging down the port and they literally crash into this funeral procession of this <laughs> ancient dried up mummified remains of a pope and they just get covered in bone so dust on that, just like, i feel like they blew all of their like you know uh the gore the gore set and they could get into a pg <laughs> all of it's gone in the first action scene because there's you know there's people decaying in cages people being feasted for yeah. crows yeah. all this shit and then you get to the next action scene which is a sword fight and there's no blood on any of the swords yeah. no blood yeah, whatsoever exactly. it's yeah. like you've got to hear a little bit ago, guys i thought that, i thought i thought that as well it's a bit inconsistency you have this burnt out corpses like hanging being hanged and then but there's no like blood in the in the film so it's, it's a bit like is it pg-13 is it r you know like where do you want to go with well this? It's, it's pg but you know <laughs> yeah yeah well, it's, it's american pg like you know not yeah <laughs> yeah it's actually 18 <laughs> so i remember again yeah this is quite a few years ago but watching cutthroat island on bbc one and it was the cut for television uh, version so all of those lingering shots of the people in the um corpses and the crows and i sure that wasn't the love islands <laughs> i'm pretty sure it wasn't love island but they were all gone and it was these like roughest roughest of cuts and the whole thing you know it's like really badly cut and edited and everything like that where you can clearly see there was a couple of seconds there but the whole thing just is so poorly done are there and a that's... different version of this film or is it just the oh, one fucking hope the not. only version i believe is that it made for a tv version which cuts a few seconds here and cuts a few seconds like here and there but it's really like left-hand work and that's why i really hate when you show movies that are cut for the cut for a tv because it's such bad work um but anyway guys i don't want to be mean yeah look, this film doesn't deserve a two-hour podcast let's keep moving <laughs> <laughs> It does if everyone's going to argue over it. It grows <laughs> exactly. on you. It grows on you. Like a wart. <laughs> like a wart. So I'm going to move us along here um, a little bit. So we've had Port Royal, which I still find this impressive. This is, we're only 20 minutes into the movie and we've had this massive, big action set piece. We're now a total of 40 minutes into the movie and we have the chaos at Spitalfield, which is more explosions. Uh, we have another town being destroyed and we also have this lovely slow motion shot of Shaw getting hit in the head with an exploding barrel. That looks fucking <laughs> Brutal, man. Yeah, savage. That looks brutal, and that actually happened. Yeah, yeah. it looks so painful, man. Suffering for his <laughs> art. And it also just makes me laugh a little bit because there is like this running joke throughout the movie of Shaw constantly getting hit in the head with everything, including a barrel, which it just makes me laugh. So I got a note on this. So Port Royal, the previous uh, action scene, is a colonial settlement where they hate pirates, they hunt them down, they hang them, you know. They're a scourge on the earth. And then we go to Spitalfields, which looks to be a pirate hangout. And it's on the same fucking island. <laughs> like, <laughs> just go around the corner. Oh, there they are. Get them. Like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, just, I, don't know, I thought it was funny. Everyone knows not to go to that part of the island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. It's a dodgy part of town. Yeah. It's a bad part of town. Yeah. yeah, anything more to say on Spitalfields here, apart from more explosions, which I like? Does dog threaten her with a pike at one point? Uh, an eel, yeah, like a big eel. Oh, it's an, an eel, eel. Yeah. yeah. It just threatens her with a fish. Take this, <laughs> yeah. you fucking shithead. You want to cause problems? Here's a Fish. Well, apparently the moray eel has got quite a nasty bite. Yeah. And something I thought was quite funny is that those uh, those eels, those uh, those animatronics, were made by the Jim Henson um, creature shop. So there's a little bit of Muppet Show 
apparently that was hey. right. Hey. Was funny. <laughs> Hi, old. Hey, hey Herbert. <laughs> Kermit the pirate here. So I thought was funny in this episode, actually, was uh, Sean. In this episode. It felt like that, didn't it? <laughs> Meta. It's because I watched it. Shaw's <laughs> <laughs> kind of attempt to uh, save the, the situation is I'm just going to sabotage this guy's gunpowder uh, cache hanging on his thing and just hope the guy moves. Like, if the guy just fucking <laughs> <Exactly>. stood there, <laughs> they'd have all got blown up. It's also up. like there is a, uh, what is it, like a pirate face-off showdown, whatever. You have Captain Dog Brown, who's arguably in this universe the most feared pirate ever, and everyone's at a standstill. Yet this one guy is casually just walking up to a barrel of beer or wine, just having himself a drink going, I'm enjoying this. You know, I've got to actually see what happens. You know, like every, everyone else is frozen solid except this one guy who just goes up and pours himself a bottle of grog. That'd be me. I'm always like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that that's what happens when you're drunk. You know, if you're sober, yeah. you look at you look at a fight breaking out. You're like, oh, we've got to get out oh, of yeah. here. When you're drunk, you're like, yeah. oh, this is sick. Yeah. Go on. It's, it's, it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> I, walked, I walked into a pub in London once and I just went straight to the bar and I turned around and I was like, where the fuck's my friends gone? They're at the door like, damn, we need to go. And it's apparently when we walked in, everyone was just staring at us and I just completely didn't notice. Walked straight to the bar, ordered my drink. It's like, oh, that's totally don't think I'm welcome here. Pirate style <laughs> fucking bad. Why were they staring at you? Uh, I don't know. He had no trousers on. <laughs> Possibly that. <laughs> just, I can just picture the scene. You're just Dan, just walking in and music, talk, whatever. Just, just all the stops and Dan. Have a jack and coke, please. Gosh, jack and coke, please. I remember I once met Dan at a music festival, and we met when we got there. And we'd all we'd only just got there, and I was like, "Oh, sick! We'll catch you later, man." And within about an hour, Dan was so fucking drunk. I don't think he did any of the music festival. That was it. It was over for him. <laughs> Wasn't that your stag do or something? <laughs> yeah, that was my mistake. Yeah, yeah. Sma- yeah. Absolutely smashed within minutes. Oh, this is great stag do. <laughs> yeah. There was another guy at a stag do there as well at the same time. He was obviously having a worse time than me because uh, some his mates had sell a tape rubber cocks to his hands and he couldn't do anything for the whole time he was there. Oh, uh, right. Desperately trying to bring us back into the fold here. So we've spoken about uh, Spittlefields. I find it a little bit weird that Shaw is actually doing this um, thing to this guy who's just casually just having a drink and presumably he's just a quite innocent bystander you know he's not part of any of the crews or anything like that he's just regular guy out on the town and then five seconds later he gets blown up that goes off that explosion as well he gets like catapulted halfway across the bar like head first I mean how much gunpowder does he have in that small gun obviously quite guess. a lot because like, he's walking around for about five minutes before it goes off so. yeah exactly <laughs> oh yeah anyway a lot of chaos ensues and uh, and there we have two towns destroyed in the first 40 minutes of this movie. Moments I quite thought was quite funny in this was uh, dogs got Mordecai at knife point threatening him, and then someone whacks into his back and he stabs Mordecai. And then he goes after that guy and yeah. says, You made me kill my brother. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like so not taking responsibility for anything. Yeah. I like, I like yeah. the two. Dog. He also gets a good T1000 moment, doesn't he? Walking out from fire. The fire. The yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. In slow motion. Yeah. With his bread knife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his bread knife. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that blade, we've spoken about it before, but that sword looks, looks horrific. That like, did also, some like, damage. Yeah. Uh, it's up there with the uh, with the uh, what was it the night killer from uh, Cobra? Yeah. Oh yeah, that one or Rambo's seven oh, Rambo, yeah. survival knife. Is it like there, a yeah. scimitar or something, but serrated edges? It's yeah, it's yeah. Nasty. yeah, it's going to do some damage. Then after Spittlefields, the movie kind of hits a bit of a lull. They find treasure, where hey, yeah. and then we're into the final <laughs> battle, uh, which is uh, part one, which is all cannon fire and boarding. So sea battle. Just before we do, there's a lovely little scene, and you didn't really mention it in this, and the film doesn't make a big point of it. But when um, Morgan goes to reclaim her own ship 
for a few minutes she's a fucking badass man she gets hoisted up by an anchor and no one knows she's on it then she infiltrates and releases all the slaves snaps some dude's neck and then flings a sword into another guy's chest and just for that moment i'm like you are the baddest motherfucker in this film and then it moves <laughs> oh, on so there is a little moment yeah. of sunshine yeah, that little Great. moment okay. she was killing it well she was killing everyone <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that is pretty badass that's sort of probably what we wanted to see more of in her and yeah. also you know she actually seems to be quite enjoying that you know she's you know she's laser focused she has purpose she knows exactly what she's doing Do you know what? just just on that point yes but it's it's almost a shame because actually watching this film everything that everybody says about it is this film could have been good if it wasn't for the unbalanced performance and that unbalanced performance became they felt the film was going to be a flop but if they would actually just stuck to their guns and fucking gone for it this film could have been decent you're right I, I think like if they'd taken some inspiration from Frank Langella you know who probably knew that this was going to suck but he's going to go in going I'm going to have so much fun with consummate this consummate professional yes mate. exactly consummate professional darling I think there's actually a lot to learn from that you get the feeling there's something better like under the surface which just yeah. can't really seem yeah, to get yeah what's mm. weird is from this point onwards I'd say it actually gets quite good yeah. for maybe the yeah. last half an hour and it was a yeah. fucking stinker up until this point <laughs> It's like I say, like like Dan said, it's like, oh, it was always in you. It was always bubbling yeah. below the surface. Why did you fuck around up until this point? Yeah, it could have been greatness, but it's just a decent action film. It could yeah, have been a contender. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. talking about greatness is where we absolutely should get into the the boarding of the ships and the cannon yeah. battle. Yes. Because this is it. This is the peak, man. It really feels like here they're pulling out all the stops, yeah. all the tricks, yeah. all the works. And even now, like even today, it's it's a really cool scene and it lasts a long, like that whole section lasts. It's like the last third of the film, isn't it? Like 40 minutes or something? Yeah, exactly. And contrary to say Hard Boiled, where everything starts to drone on a little bit and you kind of get a little bit gun fatigue, I'm actually fully entertained by this from the very start to the very, very finish. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening here. And one of the things that I really like, which kind of goes again a little bit in say the scene in Spitalfields, is that tension that builds into the full battle when everything just gets noise. It's Dog, man. He's fucking yeah. smart. He shows his brains. He knows that Morgan and her fleet have commandeered yeah. that shit. Yeah. He knows there's something fishy going on. Yeah, he yeah. just sets a trap for him and it's like, everyone's been a dork up until this point and all of a sudden... <laughs> everyone gets brains and they all become pirates and they all know how to battle and how to use battlefield strategy and it's it's weird how the film switches but suddenly it's sick yeah like there's something there in that final battle where everything just finally comes uh, comes together if you can stick it out long enough yeah I watched this film in two sittings so like you know the first time I, I kind of switched off and started playing around on my phone and stuff and I was like yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not invested in any anymore Dedicated. yeah and, <laughs> and then I came back and then I watched like the second half of the film in, in one sitting and I was like yeah I'm kind of enjoying this yeah. hmm. so I think it's you know it's, it's just that the, the, the transport between the setting up and, and, and the payoff is a bit you know but the payoff is there if you're in the right mindset and you're willing to invest agreed look yeah. we're at sea and there's two massive fucking galleons both with crews on board right Barks what? They're not galleons, they're barks. The ships. No. Oh, All right. Oh, yeah. Ships, Dan. Get over yourself, mate. <laughs> there's two boats. Ships. <laughs> so there's two ships, right? Vessels. Two motherfuckers, right? In the ocean. And they've got crews and they're going to go to war and these ships pull up next to each other and all fucking hell breaks loose. Cannons are going off. There's smoke everywhere and explosions. And little motherfuckers are swinging like boat oh, to boat, yeah. galleon yeah. to galleon. I think there's even a ship involved at one point. And it's just chaos. There's sword fights and guns and explosions and smoke. And it's like, this is fucking sick, man. Yeah, like totally The whole yeah. other hour and a half, ditch it. This is fucking sick. They even get a montage before this where they're all tooling up. There's that guy with the fucking six-barreled gun where they're all firing yeah, at them, man. 
over different directions. Like. That's so and, awesome. and cannons, <laughs> just relentless cannon fire, obliterating yeah. shit. It's, it's wild. It's so good. This is what you pay your money to see uh, for a part movie. You want yeah. to go to the cinema. Yeah. This is what exactly. you want to see. And I love the camera work here. You know, there's all these sweeping camera moves and, you know, flying over the guns and between the ships and through the gun smoke and everything like that. And yeah, it just looks really, really cool. And and the scale of it, of the filming as well, the yeah. scale of the yeah. sets, these huge fucking like warships. Totally. And the way that they, I mean, you really feel sort of the, you know, also the weight and the mass as these two colossal boats ships Dan but yeah we'll go with boats or galleons call it what you want <laughs> galleons tubs that they kind of crash uh, you know they kind of crash together and get entangled up and everything like that it's uh it's exhilarating it's the money it shot of the of the film right it's oh totally totally, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do you think this was like the scene that the film is built around because it's yeah. it's so good it's like well how is the rest so shit and do you think really they just had this really good idea and this really big budget for a really good sea battle and then everything else just kind of fits around it a little bit because it's just so much better yeah because it even feels like Gina Davis is also enjoying like being there and you know shouting and she's kicking ass man yeah. she's kicking ass like totally she has this little trifork dagger you know, yeah yes, yeah that's uh, cool why did we get to this stage to learn that she was such a good swordsman why yeah, hasn't yeah, she been exactly. swinging swords and killing motherfuckers for the past hour I don't get it <laughs> yeah. Well, she, yeah, yeah. yeah she actually ends up getting beat up like quite a bit in the previous action scenes and shot and everything like oh, that I don't know. I'd say she gives as good as she gets but still. it's all jumping around tables and rolling it's all off fist things fighting. It's, no, just, yeah. Yeah. it's a very long edge and then you get the, the money shot when she boards the ship she is literally carving through a crew like slicing and dicing she's great she does a front flip off the like the deck to the floor and then just slices through people and you're like yeah, yeah. Well, you're a bad us, man. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the battles in the Assassin's Creed Black Flag games, you know, like, you know, everything is chaos and everything, like, people are dying left, uh, left, right and centre and guns are going off and explosions and it's it's awesome. Man. Yeah. It's just really great. There's this moment, it's, it's another movie reference, it's in the third, Dark Knight Rises I think, where on Gotham streets there's chaos, there's rioting and you see Batman just walking through the chaos, ignoring it. It doesn't matter to him, he's just marching through into action and I got that vibe. Almost like she's blind to the shit happening around her. She's on a mission. Yeah, but like yeah, yeah. yeah, the pirate fight, right? You have two ships pull up next to each other, start blasting. One of them is going to sink, right? Like that's the you know. So yeah. there, there is that kind of finality of of it, right? Where it's like, like it really feels like this is the final battle. Yeah. Like this is where everything's been coming to, and you know that's you know that's super exciting. I wonder if there's like a respect as well between pirates, just drifting off that. Like when you see the the legendary captain from the other ship board yours, most of the deck crew know this isn't my fight. Yeah, for sure. So we will yeah, fight yeah. each other, but this is the fight between the captains. Do you know what I mean? You leave them to it. I don't know. I think you're captain, aren't you? So I don't know. Would they want to? Take a chances. Like, I could be captain if I kill him. I'm not sure it works like that, Dan. You still got your own captain, mate. Just because you kill the enemy doesn't mean, oh, well done, mate. You can have my ship now. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen pirates. <laughs> yeah, but if you kill the, the captain of the other ship, you know, that's surely going to stand you in good stead with your own captain. And they'll be like, hey, you know, we've got the ship now. Like, you have it. Yeah, that's how it works, Dan. If I kill a solicitor, I become a solicitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You kill your boss, you become the boss. Yeah. You kill your wife, you become a wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure the world works like that. But, but it, it is that kind of finality. Like, you you know, it's like, just fucking go and let's see what happens at the end. Like, but, but it's, it's a fight, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's certainly a fight. It's a fight. It's a fight to the death. I like we build up something, but it's a fight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Bjorn. It fucking is. Yeah. But like, and I like that. You fight and then... And then one of you wins. One of you wins and you get everything. You know? <laughs> Pretty much. Fucking that's, boyaka. Let's that's go. That's how a fact works. <laughs> and then you become the 
pirate king. The pirate yeah. king. And you sit yeah, on a yeah. pile of gold. With treasure, and then you go farming. <laughs> <laughs> I want to dwell sort of briefly, probably. Maybe. It won't be. Well, you're definitely doing it, but this will fucking drag yeah, on I'm for another to. 20 minutes. <laughs> so we have, so this final battle is sort of, we've sort of divided into two parts. So part one is all cannon fire and boarding, and everything is massive and noise. Which part are we on now? We're still on cannon fire and boarding, but I want to move us on now a little bit into, like Leon was saying, the captain versus captain. Morgan versus Dog, which sounds like something straight out of WWE. <laughs> the Titantron in the background, pyrotechnics going off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Whoa! entrance music. This is sick. On the Morning Star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I like sort of how the way that the whole kind of final battle here is kind of structured up, where it starts out with, you know, crew versus crew, and then it kind of slowly kind of dwindles down into captain versus captain. And we have is it on the Grim Reaper on Dog Ship that they're actually fighting? It's just those two, Morgan and Dog. It's just the Reaper, guys. <laughs> just the Reaper. Reaper. <laughs> it's also a bit funny that then you have the whole crew of the Morningstar or Satan, which is definitely a much the better Satan. <laughs> The Satan. Just standing there watching. Again, it's totally like WWE fighting this, it just is, with it. pirates, right? You know, <laughs> Undertaker comes walking in. <laughs> Vince McMahon, <laughs> fucking furious from gorilla position. <laughs> False uh, 14 feeds into an unanswered table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out the tables. Yeah. 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 So we spoke about how any good bad guy needs a good send off. And uh, I think Dog gets a really good send off. Like he's got it by a cannonball. Sick man. Not just cannonballed, but cannonballed through the deck, through yeah. his own captain room and out the fucking window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cannonballed cool. it into like next and week. And I like the fact that this, that whatever it is that comes flying out the end of the window, you're not really sure sort of what it it's is. You know, it's like this mass of flesh and you're not really sure what's up and what's down, what's arms and what's legs. You know, it's, it, just, it just looks gnarly. I, I do like as well in that fight that they fight on the deck and then they climb the rigging and then they fight up on the rigging and then he knocks her down into the sort of, I don't know what it's called, the, gull the galley, the gully, the basement bit. Yeah. And that's on fire. And then they take it out into the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, and then exactly. she blows him off through the uh, <laughs> I think we'll stop there. <laughs> Different kind of movie. Also, she hits him with a cannonball. He goes tearing through the whole galleon. He gets smashed out the back window and she says, bad dog. <laughs> bad dog. Uh, <laughs> I know it's everything like that, but that's like, uh, that's like movie actions, movie quip. Like, I think it's just priceless. I love that bit. Dan, what's the difference between a ship and a galleon? Why aren't these galleons? These are barks. So why'd you bring bark into the equation? I thought we had ship, boat, and galleon. No, there's there's loads of different classes. <laughs> All dog, it. no bark. You know. <laughs> All dog and no, no bark. <laughs> no bark, no dog. Well, it's true actually because there's no dog and his ship sunk. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think at least two of us are pretty drunk. <laughs> um, Dan, why is it a ship oh. and not a galleon? Right. So I did have notes on this, but they're all in the back. No, it. No, I doesn't know. There's a difference. So. Um, a bark has two what, main... What? Bark? I'm not into this terminology. B-A-R-Q-U-E. Oh, uh, bark. Barque. Why didn't you say bark, that? Bark, bark, bark. You were saying bark, no, Dan. No, I was saying yeah. bark. Obviously, it's a barquet. We all knew that. <laughs> Why not a galleon, though? I want a pirate galleon called, what was it? The Satan. <laughs> so a bark is defined as having three or more masts with the four and central masts being square rigged. So your classic square sails. Classic. With the mizzen masts, which are smaller two yep. either side. Classic The mizzen, mizzen mast masts. is set inwards um, before the uh, rudder at the back. And then at the front, you'll have the three triangular sails uh, that are... Classic format. Yeah. Okay. And what about a galleon? 
Galleon has the same masting, but it's a larger ship. And I couldn't quite tell with the Reaper because in some shots it looks bigger and in some shots it looks the same size. So it's it's either a Bark, it could be a Galleon. See, this is where I'm furious with you really, Dan, because you corrected me and it's f- it's a fucking Galleon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could be a Man of War. Is it though? <laughs> it's called Dog's Galleon. It's called the Reaper. <laughs> Dan, so what you're saying is is the Bark is a, is a, is a shower, not a grower? Or... <laughs> a Barquet? <laughs> a Barquet with the Miss must <laughs> as well multiple miso masts well, i mean right at the start of the film even one of morgan's crew refers to that ship will sell this rotten box that's oh, what it dude, is it but is they're a, a bunch of plebs man they're not even a fucking crew <laughs> yeah but you'd expect them to know what i thought their ship they're on <laughs> so let's wrap up this sinking ship here let's do a summary then you start Cutthroat Island promises an adventurous pirate action romp, and it does deliver mostly. There's a lot here to unpack. Fist fights, carriage chases, clashing cutlasses, flintlocks, muskets, plank walks, explosive campfire, monumental exploding pirate ship, and even someone getting whacked around the head with an angry eel. (laughs) (laughs) But I felt like, like we've all said, you know, like it takes a while before this film actually really finds its its action core. An hour and 30 minutes, Dan. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Uh, But I do think that, you know, the fact that these, a lot of these action scenes were done in camera with, you know, built sets, all these stunts, it's got to count for something it looks impressive and it's well shot so for me that's a 3.5 i think the only thing that really bogs it down for me as well is just the constant quipping trying to put in the, the comedy that stuff really just kind of takes me out of it i think Shaw should just not be there a lot of the time or gina davis <laughs> <laughs> i must go to that shop again Trotter, he's the main character oh yeah Trotter. Trotter, darling. What was it? Uh, sorry, I lost track. Um, 3.5. Um, 3.5. I'm zooming out. <laughs> 3.5. Yeah. Bjorn, yeah. did you carry on? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, 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 man. Swashbuckling galore, man. That's... I live for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, but I think I think the action I think the action is good. I, uh, I think it's you know it's a solid uh, set pieces. Action. <laughs> Gotta say something else though. <laughs> yeah, I, I dig the action. Um score. Let's go with a four. Nice. Oh, nice. Four? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I suppose. <laughs> Maybe it's a whiskey talking, but yeah, it's a four for me, man. Leon. The final battle between two ships is great. Cannons, explosions, guns and swords. It's fucking exhilarating and crazy that those two ships are more interesting than the entire rest of the cast put together. (laughs) Really, I'm annoyed that the film took the piss out of my time for an hour and 30 minutes before it got that good. Two. Right. Again, coming at this from a very different angle. I was reading up on reviews on this and I saw it summarized in a review. I believe it was from Empire as John Woo on water. And that made me John smile. John Woo water. <laughs> oh, the slow, that's where the slow motion comes from. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. <laughs> it's all fitting into place. So I think John Woo on water is actually quite an apt description. It's no, big, it's, it's loud, not. it's silly, it's ridiculous even, and dangerously close to being too much at times. Yet so very fun and so very enjoyable. Also lots of slow motion, which is very important. Joking aside, this the plot and the performances and the dialogue and all of that stuff, but the action is still impressive and well orchestrated. It's again one of those movies where you have to marvel at the size and complexity of the set pieces and the fact that everything that happens was done with more practical effects than digital effects. Like again, like this is 1995. And I still find myself even now wondering how the hell they pulled some of it off. Magnets. We often speak about our admiration for the actual craft of making an action movie. And I think Cutthroat Island, I, I think, still deserves that admiration. So a four from me well put yeah I'd agree with that I wouldn't no one asked you (laughs) (laughs) right I think it's time to uh, sink this sinking ship so let's move on to the overall film but I need to know was it any good 
Yes. Yes. Um, I don't understand how a film that's put so much time, money and effort into authenticity can still look so artificial. It looks good, but never real. Uh, Genuinely. You're like, you've got real ships and you've got like a real port and everyone's in costume. But why does it all look so acty or so stage showy? But would it have done that in 1995, you think? Done what? What did I say? Like, looked artificial. <laughs> but it, it does. It, it always looks like performative, like people acting and people dressing up and nothing ever looks real. The key to this film is like you have to take yourself back to 1995 in a time machine and watch it in the eyes of yourself at that age. Do you though? Is there a question here of us viewing this through a modern lens? Or no, it's rubbish. Should we take this at the time? I think this is a made? philosophical question uh, and uh, I think it's yeah. important to dwell on this point. <laughs> let's so, go deeper then. So yeah. Let's go deeper. <laughs> I would actually agree with you there Bjorn like I think I mean for me personal and this is sort of why I wanted to choose this movie for the podcast is that I remember distinctly remember this was one of those first cinema moments where I walked out of the cinema feeling wow that was really cool like I generally felt oh, excited but you're easily seen, impressed Jesper I'm easily impressed yes you look at a sauna and you do that this is 1995 and I you know there was nothing like this and I came out feeling this is pirates Congo. stuff is blowing up this is really cool so it's a really dear memory for me this one you were thinking that in 1995 yeah you were thinking one day I'm going to podcast about this yes exactly I was <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. But it doesn't look real. And I don't think it's the... Look, the sets are fucking great. And the props and the costumes and everything's great. But the people within it cannot make it feel real. That's the problem with it. It's like, it's this wonderful expense and this exuberant kind of... Perf- you know, it's... So the it's, casting it is looks the problem. Incredible. It's a problem, yeah, not, not, but the, it's fake not the set all times. Yeah. None of it feels real. Fight me. Can't yeah, come to my house. But I'm happy with that. <laughs> you know, again, willing suspension of disbelief. And for me, this is fine. Like, actually, I think this one reminds me of, like, you know, kind of now that we've been talking about it, it kind of reminds me of those Saturday morning action yeah. cartoon slash uh, live action TV you saw, like, I don't know, Scene of the Warrior Princess or something like that. Like, like, like there's something about that, you know, that it's slightly unreal. It's not really done with realism in mind. You know, it's just, this is just a good time. And I actually think it it's a matinee. It's a matinee. Right. Like, it's a matinee villain. Like, everything is very one, it's very, like, one dimensional. There's not much character in development or anything like that. But it's not. It's like a $150 million blockbuster. Right. Oh, yeah, it's expensive. It's not yeah. a matinee. Yeah, it's expensive. And they should have done better. So it's not a good business decision, but like as an art form. But I don't think it is. Like it's it's not that good. I think you have to have the right mindset. It's like a Saturday daytime movie. You're a bit tired. The kids are, you know, away. You, you switch your brain off and you <laughs> Oh, the kids enjoy. are out for the day. I'm going to put on Cutthroat Island, not straight to Pornhub. Well, yeah, man, that's what I, you know, that's what I did the first time. But like then I came back to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gina Davis, you know, okay. But then, you know, I watched it and, and, and I, I enjoyed it the second viewing. But the first time I hated it. I think for a film like this to work, you need incredibly charismatic leads and an almost camp villain. And this doesn't have that. You know, it's not Indiana Jones. It's not like Jewel of the Nile yeah, or anything. It's, so it's, it's not a perfect f- film, but it has those elements that it could have been a great film. But, but are we rating things on could have? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's, 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 uh, it has flaws. Yep. <laughs> but it doesn't take away from the whole. Yes, it does. No, it, no, it, it doesn't. doesn't. Yeah, no, it absolutely doesn't really. does. It, do- it no, absolutely it doesn't. doesn't. Really. <laughs> take Gina Davis and swap her for Harrison Ford and put her in Indiana Jones. Does that take away? Yeah, from but anything? it's like you're playing a great game and it has this great sequence and you're just like, oh yeah, I really enjoy that. But I, I, I hated the, you know, the build up to it. But you still enjoy the what you enjoy. It does take away because we've all said earlier on that the unbalanced performances are what <laughs> rocks this. So. Yeah, it takes away from not being a, like a great film, but it doesn't take it away from being a, a decent adventure film. That's what I'm saying. 
thing. It, it's all budget and there's no good sweet succulent centre. I don't know where the fuck I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Kinder Egg and no toy. <laughs> no, it, no, it is the it's, it's the toy, but it's not the Kinder. It's not the chocolate. You know, you, I actually you always know, like the, the chocolate, but you, but you get you get <laughs> the present at the end. You get depressed at the end. Did you say? Yeah. Present. <laughs> it's a swashbuckling adventure, right? And I did actually think about this. I think. What makes a good swashbuckling adventure is that you remember the theme tune and you sing it along and you hum along and dan da da dan dan da dan. And this has a really good orchestral score, but does anyone remember the melody it continually plays throughout the film? Yes. Do you yes. fuck? Hum it, hum it, hum it. That's the Final Fantasy VII fight music. That's weird. Okay, I'm going to stop you. Turns out this was actually a really good film for Jesper. He loved it. I do. I'll give you that. Yeah. I think. Jesper, I think some of it is nostalgia, surely. Like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, it is. And, it and is. for me, I had never seen this film, which is you know, it's, it's not unheard of for me to have never seen it. But <laughs> as, as I said, the first time I hated it, the second time I kind of enjoyed it. And it's, I think it's just the mindset you're in. If you're trying to like critique this movie, yeah, it's it's got flaws. That's what we're doing here. Yes, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough, good point. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not the, it's not the worst pirate film in the ex- or or the worst film in existence. Like it's it's gotten too much. It, it's unfairly it's fucking nonsense. No, because the reviews like saying like this film single-handedly destroyed pirate cinema. Yeah, yeah that that's that's just un- unfair. Yeah, so I don't think a lot of the negativity that is around this movie is deserved. I think it has a lot of flaws, but I think it's still doing a lot of things right. I think it's doing enough things right for this to be an actual enjoying experience, provided that you don't expect much. Really. You know, you go into this, this is action adventure, and it's trying to be fun. Some of it can be fun, but I still think, I still feel that you're actually entertained um, throughout. There is this lull in the middle, but, you know, the action is still as exciting today as it was back then and i still think and will still hold that this movie is definitely worth uh, worth a watch cut 30 minutes out of Hour this film. Yeah. Yeah. Minutes. yeah that's how long it yeah. took to get to that pirate ship bit <laughs> <laughs> but what would you cut like what, what would be the main uh, thing all of it up to? until those two ships no but you can't do blowing that because, the shit out of each other with yeah cannons. but you need some sort of like why the characters are all fucking nonsense just show me the two ships no yes (laughs) (laughs) anyway i think that um it's time to uh, scuttle this boat here so uh let's have a look at what our overall uh, movie summary is leon i'm going to start with you because again i think this this one's going to be a short one my biggest problem with this film honestly is that i simply don't care i don't care who wins who loses who dies or who gets the treasure all of them in their fake ass piratey plight can fuck off one (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, and to balance things out Bjorn yeah I, I, I think this is a decent decent uh, adventure film with pirate elements <laughs> subs it up <laughs> four no but I, I don't think it's, it's it's not the worst film I've seen I like, yeah, and I, I enjoyed it on the second viewing I didn't like it on the first time but I think that's because I, I was too like in this critique mind of uh, I'm gonna find faults so what I did was like I watched the first half and then I went back a couple months later and I watched only the second half and then I watched the first half again up until that point the second half point and <laughs> so maybe that's you know maybe you should have it's like watching Primer it should have started with the end and 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 finished with the beginning and work your way back. Yeah, <laughs> like you could me- have watched memento. it in reverse, Bjorn. <laughs> Just watch it in reverse. I yeah, feel exactly. like you're creating paradoxes. Like the memento cut. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The memento <laughs> cut. The memento <laughs> Release the, the memento, memento cut. Yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, it's, it's a three for me. Like you know, it's it's not great. It's not it's not horrible. And I enjoyed it. So three. I, I just want to. 
clarify, right? I'm I'm not trying to be pedantic and drunk here. I genuinely just like, there are some films we watch that I just can't fucking sit through. And I watched it the first time and I was like, ooh, that was painful. And then I just couldn't watch it the next few times. I genuinely, ju- I just want to clarify, I'm not intentionally being a dick. I couldn't stick this motherfucker. But, but it was the same yeah. for me the first time, but like the second time I enjoyed it. So like, you know, I, I would say to anyone listening, give it a go. But don't expect too much That's for what it is. Pretty good recommendation. Yeah, for what yeah. it is. For what it is. No, genuinely. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get anything deep here. You know, this is just pure, stupid, silly fun. And you're right. Like, if you really just want to cut to the actual fun, just watch the first 30, 40 minutes, then skip to the end and watch the final scene. But now. then you don't. You miss the greatest line of the movie, which is, Captain, would you like some whore? Or would you care for a whore? <laughs> no, that's no, Captain. You for a whore? Captain, you're in the mood for a whore. That was great. That's where Bjorda checked off a gun to porn. Before we all do that, Dan, would you hit us with your score, please? Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with what, uh, with what you were saying. Like, well, the first time I watched it, I hated it. The second time I watched it, I kind of enjoyed it more, but I don't feel like I need to see it again. Uh, but for me, like, I think Cutthroat Island should be a rip-roaring pirate adventure. On paper, everything seems like a cool idea, but unfortunately, it's just a bit overlong. It throws every pirate drop it can, hoping something's going to stick, and it just really needs an editor. Um, but we've got, you know, on top of that, you've also got the problems with, you know, unbalanced performances, some awful dialogue. But there's still some fun to be had. Like some of the action scenes are pretty cool, especially the big one at the end with the pirate ships fighting and everything. And counter to what I just said about um, throwing pirate tropes, I was disappointed there was not an eye patch in sight in this film. Well, there is one guy with an eye patch, and there's one with like a dead. E- extra Harry at the back, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have to give them a two point five. I'm afraid um, it's not. Ooh, it's not something ouch. I could watch again. I'm afraid. Well, you're all wrong, of course. Um, so go on, yes, yeah. So but... basically, I don't get this one. Like this whole movie is one big wonderment for me. Nile, insert. Um, yeah. Like I genuinely, I really don't get why this movie is so despised by everyone. Like nobody seems to like this movie, and I honestly don't get why. You know, you get pirates, sword fights, cannon fire, treasure hunts, explosions, sea battles, kick-ass pirate queen, and sinister bad guy. Yes, you can dis the silly dialogue and the lackluster plot. To me, that stuff is not important here. Like this is a movie <laughs> but that's about the pirates. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that stuff. No, but this is a movie about pirates doing piratey stuff they're not pirates I've entails, clarified you know, this again <laughs> pirate ships sea battles sword fights I mean oh my I've mentioned that this is one of those first like genuinely one of those first movie experiences where I remember like coming out of the cinema and feeling generally excited and hyped about what I'd just seen and even today I still feel this giddy set of excitement from the opening credits with that roaring soundtrack you know it's action adventure time it's fuck yeah there's definitely a big a big element of nostalgia uh, for me that's also why I was a little bit worried by watching this again having read up and you know seeing all the horrible things it's being blamed for but I still really enjoyed it so you know that nostalgia it still hasn't lost its shine and no it's not a timeless masterpiece and time will ultimately forget this movie completely but I still think it's fine and enjoyable action adventure that definitely deserves a viewing even today and one last note I think there's also one of the more family friendly action movies we've had on this podcast I think what was it a PG-13 Dan I think you mentioned yeah I mean it's also like one of the movies it's a lot of sexual sexual innuendo in, in this film there's a little bit yeah there's a little <laughs> bit there yeah uh, exactly I got your balls and like <laughs> yeah do you want a whore, <laughs> you want a whore? Yeah, exactly. I don't fancy having to explain to my kid what that is no exactly so yeah after all of this blustering I am actually going to give this uh, to me a well-deserved score of four all right we have to do that black voodoo thing now of tallying up the scores are you our ultimate last action hero 
No, not even close. Um, but Morgan Adams is still doing better than I think we expected or some of us had hoped uh, for or feared. So Morgan Adams is coming in with a total score of 54, putting her above Balin Earl uh, with a score of 51, but just below Corbin Dallas and Lilo from The Fifth Element, who is beating her just by uh, 0.5. The system's broken. <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody clearly stole uh, the vote. So uh, T-800 and Sarah Connor, they still sit comfortably uh, at the very top with a score of 95. <laughs> that was never no a question. Probably, they were close. That was never going to be a question. So Morgan Adams, good effort, but utter fail. So let's move on to see who our next contender is going to be. I think it's Liam. You're next. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's your turn. So following my tradition of selecting films that are almost entirely style over substance, <laughs> <laughs> our next film will be our second outing for Walter Hill, and we are going to watch one of my favourites of all time, The Warriors. <gasps> Uh, and okay. the action hero is the entire gang, the Warriors, not one of them. <laughs> Warriors, come out and play. Warriors, come out and play. Clink, clink, clink. Oh, that's nice. going to be good. Oh, that should be a good one. So with that, let's see if the Warriors can actually make it uh, further up the list than uh, Morgan Adams uh, did. So <laughs> listeners, if you're still with us, uh, thank you very much and uh, well done. And uh, thank you all to my uh, crew of misfits. Uh, that's all of you guys. Arr. And Arr. yeah, we'll see you next time for the Warriors. 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 Come out and play. <laughs> Monorail.